about two of archaeology's most important discoveries. First, let's begin in Egypt, that magnificent land of the Nile. You know, for centuries, travellers had gazed at the magnificent pyramids and the mysterious temples. But no one could read the strange hieroglyphic writings on the walls of the tombs, the temples and the papyrus documents. Then in 1799, while Napoleon Bonaparte was in Egypt, his men discovered a very famous stone in the Delta region of Egypt. It's known today as the Rosetta Stone, and it can be seen in the British Museum in London. Now, you'll notice this stone is in three sections. The top is written in ancient Egyptian hieroglyphic writing. The middle section was then unknown. It's an ancient Egyptian cursive script known as Demotic. And then the bottom portion is in the ancient Greek language, which was known to the scholars. Now, scholars correctly guess that it was written, the same message was written in three different scripts. And thanks mainly to a brilliant Frenchman by the name of Jean-Francois Champollion, after some 20 years of working from the known Greek language, they were eventually able to decipher the ancient Egyptian hieroglyphic language. Now, this meant that scholars were now able to read the strange hieroglyphic writing that was on the tombs and the temple walls and the ancient papyrus documents. And as a result, they could begin to understand the history, the culture, the religious beliefs of one of the greatest civilizations of the ancient world. Now, the second of these two most important discoveries was made in Iran, the home of the once mighty, powerful Persian Achaemenid Empire. High on this cliff above the ancient Silk Road, scholars discovered the famous Behistun inscription. It was made by Darius the Great between 522 and 486 BC sometime. Now this inscription includes three versions of the same message, written in three different cuneiform scripts, Old Persian, Elamite and Babylonian, which was a variety of the Akkadian language. Now the cuneiform was the script used by the peoples in ancient Mesopotamia. The Persians used it, the uh, Sumerians used it, the Babylonians. But until this time, the scholars couldn't read it. And thanks largely to the hard, painstaking work of a British soldier by the name of Henry Rawlinson, scholars were finally able to decipher this strange cuneiform script which now meant, of course, they could read thousands of clay tablets, like this one here. There are literally scores of these. And so they were able to understand the history, the religious beliefs, the practices and the customs and the cultures of the Mesopotamian peoples, which was regarded by many as the cradle of civilization. But not only were scholars able to unlock the history, culture and religious beliefs of both the Mesopotamians and the Egyptians now, but they opened the way for numerous unexpected discoveries that revealed the amazing historical accuracy of this book, which we call the Bible. You've probably seen it in the motel room or have one at home yourself. Now, let me share two examples, fascinating examples. Firstly, this black panel that we have here, which actually is part of a very large obelisk, about two metres high. It's a memorial stone. Now, you'll notice in this obelisk of Shalmaneser III, it's called, on this panel, there's the king of Assyria over here, and he ruled from 858 BC to 824 BC. But you'll notice a guy kneeling in front of Shalmaneser. Now, since scholars could now read the cuneiform text of the Assyrians down here, 
they were able to discover that this king was King Jehu of Israel. And he's mentioned many times in the Bible. For example, here's a passage from the book of Kings. Notice what it says here. The lookout reported, he has reached them, but he isn't coming back either. The driving is like that of Jehu, son of Nimshi. He drives like a maniac. 2 Kings chapter 9, verse 20. That guy must have driven his chariot like some young guys drive their cars today. Now the scholars began to realize when they read what the Bible said and compared it with the Assyrian uh, obelisk of Shalmaneser III, they could see that the Bible indeed was very historically accurate. Now here's another example. This one comes from, from Turkey. And here's a very interesting artifact that comes from Turkey and takes us to the world of the ancient Hittites. Now, the Bible mentions the Hittites about 40 times. Now, here's one example of where the Syrian enemies of Israel exclaim. Notice what they say here. Look, the king of Israel has hired against us the kings of the Hittites and the kings of the Egyptians to attack us. That's just one example from 2 Kings 7 verse 6. Now, if you go to the 1860s Encyclopedia Britannica, you'll only find about eight lines on the Hittites. And these pretty much come from the Bible because scholars couldn't find any mention of the Hittites outside of the Bible. And so for this reason, scholars and historians said, listen, the Bible is wrong. There was no such people called the Hittites. It's a Bible blunder, a Bible mistake, they said. However, when archaeologists began to excavate in Turkey, they discovered the Hittites were a mighty empire indeed. For example, here is Hattusa, the capital of the Hittites. It's a huge city. You need a bus to get around this place. Now you can see it has various gates, such as the Lion Gate. And nearby you can visit a Hittite temple area with one of their gods inscribed on the wall. And here's these cute little guys with their interesting looking little hats. So after the Egyptian hieroglyphic script was deciphered, one of the things they read was in the temple of Abu Simbel of Ramesses II. They discovered inside his temple this interesting inscription that depicts Ramesses II or Ramesses the Great fighting the Hittites. You can see his chariot there. In fact, if you go to the Istanbul Museum in Turkey, there's an interesting treaty. It's between the Hittites and the Egyptians. It's known as the treaty between Hattusili III of the Hittites and Ramesses II. And it's written on cuneiform script, which now they could read. Now, scholars now know that the ancient Hittite empire actually rivaled the Assyrians and the Egyptians. So they saw the Bible was correct. And now the historians had to rewrite their history books. So the deciphering of the Egyptian hieroglyphic writing and the Mesopotamian cuneiform led to discoveries that revealed the historical accuracy of this book, the Bible. You can trust this book.